Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. On today's show, we're looking up at the stars as we dive into the world of astrology. Tons of people take their astrological signs seriously. A recent Pew survey found that nearly a third of Americans surveyed believe in astrology. And even if you're not a big believer in it, you probably know your zodiac sign. So what on earth does all of this mean? And could there be something to it? As a professor of astronomy, do you ever get mistaken for a professor of astrology? Oh, yes, that does happen. Uh, even even students in my classes, sometimes we use the wrong word. And I think it's because that word astrology is so much more familiar. This is Professor Katie Pilichowski. She's a Leo and she's also an astronomer at Indiana University, Bloomington. Katie studies the stars and how what they're made of changes over time. So she spends a lot of time thinking about the stars. And so the idea that what's happening up in the sky could affect our personality, it's cropped up in different cultures over time. But the zodiac system that uses Capricorn and Aries and Scorpio, it was born more than 2,000 years ago in Babylonia, a part of what's now Iraq. And they were using the stars very practically to note changes in the seasons. The stars were so important in the lives of ancient peoples in Babylonia and everywhere else. The stars controlled how we, how we lived, when we plant our crops, when we could harvest the fruit off the trees or our meat animals if we were out hunting. And so it, in a way it was just like a skip, hop and a jump from all these other things they were using the stars for to then our personality. I think it has to be, yes. And here's how the Babylonians decided who was a Capricorn or a Cancer or a Sagittarius. You see, it all starts with the fact that all the zodiac signs are actually constellations in the sky. One of my favorites is Sagittarius. It looks like a teapot in the sky. And I find that just so easy to recognize. You know, it's got a little spout, a little handle, and a little top. And it's, it's a perfect little teapot. <laughs> Now, there are lots of constellations in the sky. Yes, there's Sagittarius, but also the Big Dipper and Orion. And yet, only some of these constellations get to be zodiac signs. Why? Well, it's because to be a sign, a constellation has to sit in a particular bit of the sky. It's kind of this band in the middle. Yeah, it's pretty much the middle bit. The middle bit is where the sun is. Now, we've thought long and hard, and we think that this is the best way to describe how it all works. Imagine that the Earth is a giant eyeball, and it's staring up at the sun. Behind the sun is a backdrop of faraway constellations, the signs. Through the year, as the earthly eyeball moves relative to the sun, the eyeball stays focused, looking, gazing at the sun the whole time. And that means that the constellations behind it, Sagittarius with its little teapot, Capricorn, Cancer, they will change. So, according to the ancients, if you were born on August 8th, you're a Leo because the constellation of Leo... It would be behind the sun. But if we could take the sun away all of a sudden, let the sky be dark, we would see Leo... 
Now, astrology lovers will tell you that there's way more to your chart than your basic zodiac sign. But that's what we're focusing on today. And I'm not going to apologize for it. Probably because I'm a Capricorn. So now that we're all on the same page and we know what the Babylonians were doing, now we're going to tell you how it's all messed up. Okay, so you know how there are 12 zodiac signs supposedly representing the 12 constellations that pass behind the sun through the year? Well, it turns out that the ancients totally left one of these constellations out. So if you were born in early to mid-December, floating behind the sun is a 13th constellation called Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus? Ophiuchus. What does he look like? Well, Ophiuchus is the snake carrier, the serpent carrier. So he's kind of this guy with a snake wrapped around him. Kind of strange. Ophiuchus was a total badass. The Greeks said that he represented the god of healing because a snake taught him how to bring people back from the dead. And he is technically within that special band in the sky. But the reason that you don't have any friends who are Ophiuchus and you haven't gone on any bad dates with any Ophiuchuses is because someone piffed him out. They only needed one constellation for each month. So someone had to go. You can imagine maybe why he's left out. First of all, we only need 12. And secondly, nobody can spell Ophiuchus. He's hard to say. And he's hard to spot in the night sky. Bye-bye, poor old snake man. The ancients also played loosey-goosey with the way they divvied up the signs. So you probably know that each sign lasts for about a month. And this goes back to the Babylonians wanting a nice, even system. The problem is that reality isn't so tidy because the constellations... They're all different in size, and they all take sort of a different amount of time to pass behind the sun. Yeah. So most of the signs don't last for exactly a month. Like Scorpio only sits behind the sun for about seven days, while Virgo's time, it should last for 45 days. And so the boundaries between the astrological signs and the boundaries between the constellations don't really agree. They don't line up at all. This seems a bit fudged, I've got to say. It is a bit fudged, right. Okay, so maybe the ancients fudged a little here, a little there. But here's one final thing that throws this whole astrological system out of whack. You see, the Earth wobbles a little as it spins. This is due to the gravitational pull of the sun and the moon, and it's called precession. And over the centuries, it changes the way that we see the stars in the sky. And this means that since the Babylonians devised the zodiac system thousands of years ago, where the constellations appear in the sky, it's all shifted. And because of that, a lot of our signs are off. So many Capricorns turn into Sagittarians and Libras turn into Virgos. But the funny thing is, there are loads of people around the world that find that what they read in their charts, it really holds true. So that means, to get to the bottom of this question of whether astrology works, we have to leave the stars and study people here on Earth. So, what happens when you take thousands of people and test their personality against the signs? So it worked. It did. 
to hear more about that, head to our full episode on astrology. Because you see, on this podcast, you're just hearing shots of science verses. It's little versions of the real deal. Search for Science VS on Spotify to get more of the astrological action. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. I'll back to you next time.